Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I'm curious... If you do have AT&T, why some people are having no problems and have a cell signal, and some like me are getting the SOS sign on the phone. Uh, We'll continue to sort through this, but cell outages in spots around this country and Canada, apparently. One of our hometown heroes we honored several years ago is a Greek Orthodox priest who was a combat veteran and served our country in the army and came back and dedicated his life to serving everyone and his service continues his name is father paul abernathy father good morning good morning tell us about the neighborhood resilience project in the hill because this is your baby this is the genesis of something really good Oh, thank you, Larry. Well, the Neighborhood Resilience Project, our mission really is to focus on the immense trauma that we find in our communities. It's important for all of us to understand that right here in our region, in our city, in our counties, that there is such tremendous suffering that has gone on, not only with uh, in, in the context of immediate events like, like poverty and hunger, homelessness, addiction, abuse, gun violence, but also for generations. There's some of our families that have been suffering in such extreme trauma for so many generations. And the Neighborhood Resilience Project is dedicated to healing that trauma. Certainly that involves addressing uh, people in times of crisis, whether it be helping them uh, uh, take care of, of, of rent or lights or gas, making sure that people have food. But then also we have more uh, more uh, sophisticated interventions that we're doing on a community level that range from block-level interventions to also trauma response in the wake of homicides to help our community heal in the aftermath of gun violence. It's true to become a community effort serving tens of thousands of people now each year across the region. One of the things that you pointed out in many of our neighborhoods, far too many, is when there is a gun violence incident What the neighbors see, the community, is they see the police come in. They see the paramedics come in, sometimes other officials. Once that immediate threat is, you know, taken care of and they they do everything they have to do in a crime scene, they all disappear. But the community remains traumatized, and that's a big part of what you do. That's absolutely right, Larry. And this really emerged from a moment that I was called to a homicide years ago and understood in that particular context, there was four children that witnessed uh, that witnessed a man killed in their home. And the youngest was two years old. And that two-year-old, it was the father of that two-year-old that the two-year-old witnessed 
being murdered. And I realized in that particular moment how uh, how uh, unacceptable it was that we as a community had no better way to come around that family as well as the neighbors that lived around there that had suffered this excruciating pain. And since that time, the trauma response team, of course, has really developed into a, a very robust team and initiative that is really showing up in the most difficult of circumstances in our community and doing truly important work, work that that I, I hope and I pray defines who we are as a region. And one of the things that I thought yesterday that I saw, and I thought, you know, my son looks up to you. He teaches at Westinghouse. He had the initiative to bring students to Duquesne University for a women's basketball game at 11 o'clock. Sounds like, you know, no big deal. But they had a record attendance, over 3,000, mostly students from over 20 schools. And I looked at all these young lives, and I thought, how many of them have been affected by this violence? And look at how beautiful these kids are, having a good time together, being in one place together, and how important those moments are, too, on the upside. You know, that's absolutely right, Larry. I mean, this is, this is where we build a sense of community and understand that healing happens in the context of community. There's too much, too often it is, is the case where we see people who have suffered these kinds of, of traumas and we think we need to send them to therapy. And that's, that's, that's true for many people. Therapy is needed and we need more access to therapy. We need more therapists. And at the same time, it's important to understand that you don't have to be a therapist to be therapeutic and that we, all of us, need to heal in community. It is in community, in relationship, that we, we feel safety. It's in relationship that we, that we can be vulnerable. It's in relationship that we can receive that love that truly heals the broken heart. Building community, these kinds of initiatives, like your son Zach is doing so courageously, makes all the difference in the world. Well, I'll tell you, you have some pretty high-level friends, as you know. And I want to read this. Troy Polamalu, Hall of Fame Pittsburgh Steeler. Everybody here knows Troy. Troy and his wife, Theodora, are very loving and giving people. And here's what Troy said. I'm honored to be part of this movement that has begun in Pittsburgh to give the oppressed, the broken, and the voiceless a voice of hope and strength. That's you, Father Paul. And they're so committed that they've come up with a special event, and that's the purpose of giving you the first chance to make this official. Well, thank you, Larry. And we love Troy and Theodore Palomalo so very much. And it's my great honor to announce our uh, first uh, fundraiser called the Resilience Bowl that will take place May the 21st at Acrisure Stadium. It's going to be uh, hosted by... Troy and Theodora Palomalu for the Neighborhood Resilience Project. Troy will be there. It's going to be a celebrity flag football match. There's going to be an obstacle course where teams of four are going to be able to register to actually compete to be crowned victors, first, second, and third place by none other than Troy himself. Uh, we, we are very excited for this event. People who are competing in the event will get to touch the field of Acrisure Stadium. We're taking corporate sponsorships. And after 
the obstacle course competition. There will be a there will be a family segment too, so families can compete as well as corporations, as well as people that just have that athletic inclination. And then the crowning event will be a flag, a celebrity flag football event that uh, a, a celebrity flag football game that will be played by corporate sponsors who will compete alongside of Troy and some of his closest friends to be the winner of the Resilience Bowl. And again, that is coming up in May at Acrisure Stadium on the 21st, 5 to 8. And if you'd like more information, go to neighborhoodresilience.org. Father Paul Abernathy, appreciate all you do. Excited for you for this event. And keep up the amazing work in our community that you and your team do every day. Larry, thank you so much. Hometown hero, Father Paul Abernathy. Download the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and you'll be able to take us with you wherever you go. We'll keep you updated, breaking news, weather, and even high school sports with our high school game of the week playoffs. Yeah, playoffs are underway. Uh, we'll get the details from our own Susie Cool about the game of the week tomorrow involving my alma mater at North Allegheny. Still SOS, Samantha, on my phone. But I, I, what I don't understand is, as I mentioned, why isn't it, if it's AT&T and some others, why isn't it all AT&T? I mean, I don't know too much about how this works, but from my understanding, I mean, it probably depends on what cell tower you're connected to and where you're at and the location and, you know, what type of device you have. I'm pretty sure that our IT professionals here could give us more information. But Maybe we should call. What do you think? Ron Honeychuck. Yeah, should we get Honeychuck in here and <laughs> explain? He can explain. Explain what... to us why some people on the same network, in this case yeah. AT&T, Well, have... talking about technology, there's probably a wide variety of, you know, location, you know, type of device you have, anything like that, like... Okay. So one device may be connected, one might not. You know, who knows? Ron would know. Right, exactly. Every, every company, by the way, has their IT guy that knows everything, right? And they, they kind of look at you when you ask them questions. Saturday Night Live used to do a whole a skit on this where, you know, they call the IT and he'd push you out of the way. Like, let me see that. Get out of the way. Don't ask. And then they, they do a couple of things which you could have never figured out on your own, right? Yeah, and that's so true. And it's like, okay, just let me do this. Meanwhile, we're sending, uh, apparently, a spacecraft back to the moon, right? You've yeah. heard about this. They're, they want they want to send people back to the moon. Oh, yeah. Possibly colonize the moon. Oh. Maybe put those tiny homes on the moon. And then we could do a live broadcast <laughs> from the moon. So if all goes... As planned, an uncrewed spaceship will become the first American spaceship to land on the moon since 1972. CBS News space consultant Bill Harwood. Odysseus lander successfully braked into a 57-mile-high orbit around the moon with a six-and-a-half-minute firing of its main engine. That sets the stage for what would be the first moon landing by a U.S.-built spacecraft in more than 50 years, and it'll also be the first ever by a private company Houston-based Intuitive Machines. 
So far, the Odysseus lander has operated in near-flawless fashion, and the company's optimistic they'll be able to pull off what would be a historic landing. Yeah, to uh, moonshot. So we're hoping, and Pittsburgh plays a large role and has since the beginning of the space program. It's pretty amazing. You know, I I half joke all the time you're a half person from everybody, but in a way you are. It's a real joke. It's it's a it's a joke with truth behind. I it. mean, if you say if you go downtown and ask anybody, "Hey, where are you from?" or in a short conversation, I guarantee you're going to have some connection to somebody you know that knows somebody. I don't know. There's any other city in America quite like ours. All right, coming up. Uh, last week, Secretary of the Treasury Janet Yellen came to Pittsburgh. And one of the people she toured around with is the chief medical officer at Allegheny Health Network, Dr. Don Whiting. One of the things they talked about, we're going to get an update on, is the tridemic, COVID, the RSV virus, and the flu, seasonal flu. But there are some other things going around, as you know, Sam, firsthand. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. You call, you think it's a one of those cruise ship type issues. The norovirus. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, I mean, stomach flu, nor, but all my symptoms lined up with norovirus. Well, we'll get the latest where we are now next, right after the news with Paul Rasmussen. Yeah, and every Thursday at this time, Dr. Mike Hutchinson from Animal General was with us last hour. You can use your Odyssey app to rewind, and he'll be back with us next Thursday. Right now, I want to check in. And I always said, and we just talked about this, Samantha, you're a half person from everybody. So our daughters played soccer together. I didn't know what this gentleman did at the time. I'm saying, what is he, a brain surgeon? Yeah, he is. He's a world-class neurosurgeon, happens to now be the chief medical officer for the Allegheny Health Network, Dr. Don Whiting. Doc, good morning. Hi, good morning, Larry. I, I bet you find that's true, too, in your work where you end up knowing people who know people probably every day, right? Everybody knows everybody, and that's why we all <laughs> tell our kids to be nice to everybody. Right. That's <laughs> good advice. So first of all, I see you with the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, and I'm thinking to myself, why is the CMO of Allegheny Health Network touring with our Secretary of Treasury, Janet Yellen? Really good question, Larry. Um, you know, as you know, Allegheny Health Network and Highmark were focusing on, you know, value in healthcare, and we all know that the healthcare expense in the country is very high and not sustainable. Janet Yellen and the government are working in a similar direction in that way, and they've done some really good work around limiting the expense of pharmacies, certain medications, and and in fact, particularly for for people on Social Security. By the end of the year, they ought to have it where there's no more out-of-pocket expense than $2,000 on, on medications, which for seniors, that's just a huge problem is the way it is now. So I think she came in to see what we're doing, to share what they're doing, um, to see what we can do together to really lower the cost of healthcare and continue to give the best product out there in an equitable way. Yeah, as many people know, there are tremendous financial strains on the healthcare system coming out of COVID, too. So I hope some of that resonated with her, and I hope, uh, more importantly, they're able to uh, do some things in Washington to at least address that. 
Yeah, I think doing things in Washington is is an operative word there. But it seems like they really have a good focus on this and they're making some great strides. And it aligns with, for example, for us in the pharmacy, limiting the amount that someone would pay for necessary medicines like um, anticoagulation medicines that older people might have that could be thousands of dollars annually and limiting that in certain ways. So it's really going to make a difference for the everyday person, what they're doing. Yeah, it takes a lot. And at a situation for fixed income people, when they get those sticker shocks, and but it's stuff they need, it, it, it really is important that we find some way to help. And I appreciate you leading the charge to help do that. Meanwhile, as we get ready to uh, say goodbye to February, wanted to get an update on the tridemic, COVID, RSV, the seasonal flu, kind of where are we now in your circles? And I know you share this uh, with the region. Yes. Yeah. That's a really good question, Larry. And we do all the regional chief medical officers. We meet monthly and discuss trends and things that all started before around the time of COVID so we could share information and that continues. But what you asked about, we call that the cough, cold and flu activity because COVID, flu and RSV all kind of overlap. That activity seemed in December to be back to what we saw pre-pandemic. So I think we're getting back to the normal episodic nature of the the cough, cold, and flu. Um, There was a little bit of an increase in the beginning of February in the area, and that mostly was in the pediatric population. And basically what we're expecting is for it to stay kind of steady till the end of March and then start fading off. So for people, what that means is, you know, hand washing, distancing whenever someone is sick, masking if you do have some illness and you're going to be around people helps prevent that spread just like we did before the pandemic. So it's still out there trending down, but um, still out there. We're with Dr. Don Whiting, who is the chair of neurosurgery, chief medical officer at Allegheny Health Network. And in your particular department, even though you oversee all the others, uh, you are working on this uh, neuro center. Tell us about that. Sure. Thanks for asking, Larry. Um, as part of what we're trying to do to really get people the best, keep them in the best, most healthy shape they can be, we're integrating in our new neuroscience center a lot of the aspects of care that people wouldn't get just from a healthcare provider. So we want to integrate it in a way that creates a concierge, curated kind of experience for everybody so that not only do they get the medical, state-of-the-art medical attention that they need, but they also get information about, you know, what's the best way to get their drugs covered? What's the, what's the, um, if they have social deterrence, they have housing insecurity or issues with the proper food, how do we get that to them? So this, this whole concept is to bring world-class healthcare with that feeling that you're part of the family and everybody's looking out for you and giving you all the information you need to live your best life with whatever illness you have. Well, we appreciate you, Doc, and uh, all of the medical professionals in this region who bring us such uh, wonderful medical care. And we are so blessed and fortunate in this region of really the world to have that level of health care available to us. So thank you. Thank you, Larry. Have a great day. You too. Dr. Don Whiting, world-class neurosurgeon and chief medical officer, Allegheny Health Network. This afternoon, check out Rick Dayton's Drive at Five Top Stories of the Day every weekday afternoon, brought to you by 
Service master of Greater Pittsburgh when disaster strikes demand the yellow van. It was a week ago today we started our 16th annual KDK Radio Warmathon for Dollar Energy Fund presented by MetaConnect. And Marty, that was the last day he was on the air, he did a marathon 7-3 to three, uh, with his team, including his wife, Christine. We had also uh, Colin Dunlap. Rick Dayton helped out and our entire staff and Amanda Siley, one of our great, uh, she does promotions like nobody else. So thank them, but thank you most of all for contributing almost $160,000 helping 441 local families. Also brought to you by, I want to thank our partners, Bill Few Associates, Allegiant Community Federal Credit Union, Julian Gray Associates, Levin Furniture, and Phil DeLacente and Associates. So Sam, last week when Marty was with us, I was thinking that was a long, long haul on Thursday for him. And then, uh, unfortunately for him, medically, things kind of went downhill after that. But uh, he has it home. He's texted this morning. He's engaged. Oh, yeah. Got a big day tomorrow, though. Some additional testing and... uh, it was good to see Christine in here yesterday, his wife, uh, give us an update. Have you ever purchased a refrigerator? I know that's kind of a out-of-the-blue question. Um, I have not. But as Marty would say, however, comma. However, comma. If you're suddenly finding yourself buying a new fridge, again, it's not you. It seems the lifespan of large appliances is shrinking. Yelp requests for repair quotes and questions about home gadgets that are on the fritz are up almost 60% compared to 2022. Repair guys blame finicky high-tech components and computers that are supposed to do things like make perfectly symmetrical ice cubes. <laughs> I, I've gone through this. now. Well, remember Marty had that whole saga with his right. like, washing machine. And then the ice maker. Yeah, so like, you have this expensive fridge. So this is a real. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't afford any of those items. But if well, I did, I'm sure I would have the same issue. You, you have a refrigerator, don't well, you? Well, I do, but I, I didn't buy it. It's your landlord. It's my landlord. It's part of the yeah the lease. Yeah. Well, I can attest to some of that. Some of the, you know, you hate to say it, ain't what it used to be. I will say our microwave didn't last very long. No, but they're relatively inexpensive now. All right, meanwhile, coming up, we'll get more details. After 754 days, the NTSB sat down with their report on the Fern Hollow Bridge yesterday. Details coming up with Shelby Cassessi. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.